Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. I'm joined by a very special guest today, the CEO of the American Telemedicine Association and Mond Johnson. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much, Jared. It's great to see you. I'm really excited. This, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I got to talk to you before, before the big event. You know, this is a crazy time for you. It is a crazy time. Fun, crazy, absolutely fun, crazy. So, well, I look forward to diving into what to expect at the event in a little bit, but, um, assuming, I, I don't think there's many people that don't know who you are now, but let's assume there's always a couple on a call. Would love if you could tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to uh, be the CEO of the American Telemedicine Association. Sure, I'm happy to. And uh, just by way of background, I joined the ATA five years ago in March. So it's my fifth year anniversary coming up. And I came to the organization by way of a series of startups, all in healthcare, all using data, and the last three focused specifically on helping consumers make better decisions about their health care or their health insurance using digital mobile apps and decision support tools. And it really has been a very interesting evolution because what's clear is that the healthcare system in the U.S. is not delivering on value as much as it could for the investment it makes. But it's also, from a consumer's perspective, very complicated and at times confusing. And sometimes you think it's even intentionally confusing. So that has been my focus all along, is helping consumers uh, make sense of all of this. And so when I left my last startup, I had been in Chicago for most of my career and decided to move to D.C. and came here just because I love the city and I, I love many things about the district. And so ended up getting recruited to join the ATA and brought to the organization my passion about helping consumers and meeting them where they are, which is truly what telemedicine is all about. And then also this idea of organizations really being our clients and the value that we provide to them. So that was really um, an interesting evolution as well. And so really focused on articulating a vision that people could get excited about, that they could get emotionally attached to. And that's the notion of helping people get care where and when they need it. And so that was in 2018. And then you throw in a pandemic for good measure. And here we are now. We're over 400 organizations, delivery systems, provider groups, payers, as well as a range of solution providers. So it's, it's been an interesting and exciting opportunity and ride. It's, it's been really cool to follow along with the ATA over the years, too. Uh, I had the opportunity of attending your event uh, last year in Boston, which, by the way, it doesn't even seem like the, the fact that that year went by so fast and, and your, uh, your 2023 event is uh, about to be here is crazy to me. Um, but there was a lot of great exhibitors, some great speakers, as always. So really excited for the event uh, down in San Antonio this year as well. And this is a, a rather special year right? Given the mm -hmm. ATA's 30th anniversary, can you tell the audience a little bit um, about the significance of, the, I mean, beyond 30 years of anything is, is wild. Um, but would love to hear, you know, from, from the CEO, what, what you and your team feel when you, when you think, wow, ATA 30 years. 
Well, a couple of things, and it's it's really you're right. It's a remarkable land, um, you know, milestone. And the organization was started in '93 by the pioneers, the clinicians, the academicians, the the people who really led the charge on telehealth, on the idea that people should be able to get care where and when they need it, and to do it in a way that technology can help them make that possible because either they can't be in person with a clinician or there's no need for them to be in person with a clinician. And so the organization started back then. And when I came on board, I think it was pretty clear that adoption and engagement was still not as robust as one would hope. And so that's really why we focused on creating a different vision for the organization, as well as engaging people across different dimensions, particularly in policy and advocacy, which is an area right now because of the pandemic or the public health emergency coming to a close, has really been front and center. So the 30th anniversary, number one, there are a lot of real pioneers in the industry that are going to get together in um, San Antonio with us and celebrate it. And that's pretty exciting. I'm sure you know many of them. Some of them are on our board, like Joe Kavidar, who's the immediate past chair, Christy Henderson, who's the current chair, and both of them are just rock stars in the industry, real legends. And that's been exciting to have them and, and really be able to talk about what it is that telehealth really represents, which is you cannot solve the problems we have as a society with access and ensuring that people get care and that we get the right services to people at the right time without using technology in some fashion. And so Bob Wachter said early on, we have to use technology to reimagine how care is delivered. Because if what we do is the same thing as face-to-face and just a digital component or a technical component to it, then we'll have sold the whole thing short. So the 30th anniversary is celebrating the breadth of the solutions, the fact that remote monitoring is out there, hospital at home. You know, as Jay Sanders used to say, the hospital of the future is going to be in your living room. Um, it's, It's all of those things. It's recognizing that, you know, telehealth is now a household word. You know, people talk about it. 80% of Americans, I think it was Rock Health today that came out and said 80% of Americans have tried it, they like it. I mean, it's been an incredible, incredible experiment that's happened with the pandemic. And what it showed was that technology can deliver as we said it could. And so really the 30th anniversary of the ATA is a celebration of all the great things this industry has done, how we supported the healthcare system from imploding, and recognizing that there's still a lot of things that we have to do to make sure that we have a omni-channel approach to meeting consumers where they are and delivering the best consumer experience possible, as well as delivering a great clinician experience too. You you mentioned uh, a, a, a couple of the cool trends, like that were not trends, the what what Dr. Sanders said in terms of you know care will be in your living room and and how uh, care at home is continuing to evolve as as is all of uh, the digital health telemedicine space. Who has let's let's just take it from your la- last five years that you've been at the helm of uh, the ATA. How have you seen the healthcare environment shift 
in that in that five year period. So the the telehealth landscape and just I guess sort of an overall healthcare landscape, but we'll focus in on the telehealth piece. Well, it's it's a great question. It's a big question. So let me try and um, put it together in little bite-sized pieces, at least that I can absorb. From the telehealth perspective, um, number one, um, what we've really seen is an expansion of what we consider telehealth. So that includes remote monitoring. It includes asynchronous. And certainly what we've seen with our members and with the industry is that organizations like HIMSS and HERS and Roe and Zipnosis and Babylon Health, what they offer in their interactive assessments and work with consumers is a pretty robust experience. This is not second-class medicine by any stretch of the imagination. So what we've seen is, again, remote monitoring, async, synchronous, um, just a whole smorgasbord, if you will, in terms of ways to meet people where they are. We also have seen a broadening of um, how we can use telehealth to address disparities. So there's been a great recognition that we've fallen short as a society in terms of meeting people, not just in rural communities, but urban communities and communities of color. And so there's a lot that we can be doing with telehealth. And we know that connectivity is a big component of it. But once you solve for that, you have to also solve for literacy, both digital as well as health literacy. And ultimately, you have to solve for things like trust. So that's another big component that has become a focus of ours. Another area that we're spending a lot of time in is just ensuring that the, um, the companies that are newer to telehealth recognize that they're more than just a technology company, they're also delivering healthcare. And so that's important for them to remember because um, they have to understand that, that there are certain obligations there in terms of patient confidentiality and privacy, in terms of cybersecurity, as well as that whole issue of trust. And so we want to make sure that people trust that these types of services delivered virtually are completely trustworthy. And so that's another area that we're focused on. Um, we've seen a lot of growth in terms of, um, you know, at-home testing. That's another area that's gotten a lot, as well as the life sciences companies who've come whole hog into telehealth. So they're using it for decentralized clinical trials because they know, for example, that a way that you can reach a broader population and really have a more inclusive base of research is by using technology in a smarter fashion. So, so those are some of the examples, I think. I, I will say that we have some exciting things happening at ATA 23, which is March 4th through 6th in San Antonio, uh, one of which is uh, Grant Chamberlain and his colleagues at Ziegler um, are putting out their fourth research paper and study. It's almost like an environmental scan of what's happening in the industry. So that's going to be released in conjunction with uh, ATA 23. And it's going to be exciting to see what they show in terms of the changes and so forth. Um, so those are the sort of things. Does that it begin does. to answer your it question? It does, yeah. And, and I apologize. I give you, <laughs> when the question keeps rolling and rolling and rolling, and you answered it so uh, so eloquently. So, so thank you. Um, I, I do want to dig a little more into what you were just talking about. I'm really excited for that uh, report to come out, by the way. 
But let's talk a little bit more about uh, ATA, uh, the the upcoming ATA event, right? ATA 2023. Uh, what's what's more of what we can expect? What I mean, I know you're excited about the whole event, but what are you most excited about as we uh, get really close to it? So the first thing I'm most excited about is that this is the conference, the only conference that's totally focused on digital, tele, virtually enabled healthcare. And that is a pretty exciting distinction. What that means is that we're bringing together a very broad community. As I said, we have hospital systems, delivery systems, provider groups, payers, and a range of solution providers. And they all come together to really explore and understand what we do next. Now what? How do we make this happen? How do we ensure that these virtually enabled services are embedded in a way that it's really accepted as a modality of care, that it's really how clinicians are going to be able to practice medicine, how consumers are going to be able to access services. And so really exchanging insights, understanding how you do that, what are the lessons learned, um, who can you rely on in terms of vendors or solution providers, who can you turn to in terms of resources. We also have an incredibly active special interest group community. These are SIGs and these are member-led groups that focus around different topics and they're going to be there and they're going to be talking about their work in terms of um, healthy aging, testing at home, uh, telehealth technology, a number of other um, services, uh, including therapeutics and um, digital transformation. So there's a lot going on with that group. And then we have really exciting deep dives, the business of telehealth. We have a focus on digital transformation and creating a culture of change. So it's all very oriented around telehealth, recognizing that this is a modality of care whose time has come and it's incumbent on us to make sure it sticks. From a policy perspective, there's a lot that's happening there as well. So this is a group that has had just an amazing amount of work that they've accomplished in a very short period of time, both at the federal and at the state level. So we'll be hearing a lot about what they've done and what they continue to do, including creating a Patient Voices for Telehealth Coalition which represents patient-facing organizations like the National Organization for Rare Diseases and the Michael J. Fox and Parkinson's Foundation. So these are groups that are coming together under the auspices of ATA Action, which is our affiliated trade organization. And getting these patient voices out is so important to what we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing. Well, I'm really excited to uh, attend the event see all the exhibitors, see all the speakers, and uh, hopefully have some good, some good conversations uh, around the exhibitor hall and on the outskirts. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And it'll be fun. You know, lots of fun time built in as well. So we try to make it as easy and as fun for people as possible because we want everybody there. It's our moment to help the community advance. Yeah. It's when you can, when you can combine that information and also have a fun time, it makes for quite the event. So I'm really excited about it. I can't believe it's already here. And, uh, you know, kudos to, to what you and your, your team continuously do year, year over year, but, uh, especially leading into these events. Cause I know there's a, a ton of work required to, to make this a go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's a pleasure. It's nice to work hard when you have an industry that is 
doing such amazing things. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk about our members and the work that they're doing. So thank you so much, Jared, and I'll see you in San Antonio. See you there.